goes. Steve Vines, good morning. I'll tell you what, if you want to find out the winning number for next week's Mark VI ticket, I think I know just the man to send you to. Yes, yes. Nostradamus Jung. <laughs> yes, let's... Don't go to the Hong Kong chief of police. I mean, this is just staggering. They announced um, yesterday that they've arrested nine people with two prime suspects in the case of the very serious and violent assault on the ex-editor of Ningbao, uh, Kevin Lau. Yep. And the chief of police, Andy Jung, who I believe we've discussed many times on this programme before, comes out with this statement... You that, have, I'd just like to point out. Yes, Steve yes, 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 blame me, yes, me. Not me, Ossifer, it was the other guy. Um, I, I almost literally fell off my chair when I heard it, and even though I heard it on RTHK, so I knew it must be true. Yeah. Um, was this, 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 this thing that he said, he said... Well, um, we've arrested these people. At the moment, we can't rule out any motive for this attack. But on the basis of the information we've got, we can rule out that it had anything to do with his journalistic activities. So we can't rule out any motive except for this one? Except for the obvious one. Right, gotcha. Now, this um, has been discussed before. This is the chief of police, who is the most political chief of police I've ever come across in in far more than 20 years of covering Hong Kong politics. And this is just outrageous. I mean, he reminds me of Claude Rains in in the wonderful and uh, unforgettable Casablanca film, you know, the scene at the end where he and Humphrey Bogart are at the airport and Bogart shoots the German officer and... uh, uh, he, he says to he says to Bogey, he says, "Oh, very bad." And then the the, the men come up. He says, "A German officer appears to have been shot. Round up the usual suspects." <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's a film, that's fiction. Here we have a a editor of Mingbao, a former editor of Mingbao, has been very very seriously assaulted, and they went out and rounded up the usual suspects. And you can bet your bottom dollar, now that it's been predetermined by the head of police, that this has nothing to do with journalism. These triad louts who they've rounded up, they will be completely unable to find why they did it. It was completely... We know now that they will find it to be a random attack. It will be a robbery gone wrong. The kindly gentleman be, got in the way of my razor-sharp samurai chopper. You know, then, then if, they're really, if they're really determined to go into the gutter, and I put nothing past these people, there'll be all sorts of implications. Oh, well, maybe the Lau family had, you know, family problems that we don't know of, and this is a reflection of... I mean, I very much hope they're not going to go that far into the gutter, but I don't put it past them. Kevin himself has released a statement just laying it out on his sleeve. He said he there's said no, no his, marriage stuff, his no wife finance also stuff. made a statement last night. She's also a former journalist. And bear in mind, Steve, he comes from a particular part of the media industry here in Hong Kong that would leave no stone unturned on this one. Yeah. I mean, go and, find, go and find what his family's been up to. Oh, I mean, He's I, an editor, I, I, he knows I, this. I'm not... I don't think we even need to give yeah, airspace to exactly. that sort of nonsense. But it's very lamentable that the head of police, the head of the Hong Kong police force, which is a police force which, by and large, has a very good reputation, should be so intent on politicising it and dragging it into the mud. I mean, it, it's also very interesting that when asked, you know, how 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 were these people discovered? It's not an unreasonable question. All of a sudden, nine people. All of a sudden, he says, oh, I can't talk about that. It's all an operational matter. Well, that 
that's again that's Horlicks of the highest order because I've been at occasions where the police have explained in some detail how they how they found suspects in a case um you know they can't go into the sort of detail that that would um suggests that before they've been tried they're guilty but they certainly can tell you how how they were discovered so this everything here has a reek of it that that, that goes up to a very high level of smelliness yeah so as i say i mean the very worst this was highly predictable that this would happen really is that oh yeah i think that they would find you know they'd find a couple of likely lads who'd been paid to to do the job and i I think it's highly probable that these were the people, indeed, who did the job. I'm not doubting that. But this begs the much bigger... Oh, they more... were hung out to dry, yes, you mean? Okay. Yeah, this be- or maybe they were paid, you know. They said, look, here's the deal. You go and do it. You get an extra 500000 if you keep stum when you get questioned. Go down you for do, a bit. You do your time, and we'll see you right, boys. This is not unknown. This is not unknown by any stretch of the imagination. They are apparently members of triad societies. I say apparently because none of this is in in the realm of fact at the moment. It's not unknown for triads not to disclose a lot of information when they're um, in the process of being tried for a crime. So, you know, um, we're talking about a determination by the head of the police not to uncover this crime. I I mean, is that bad or is that awful it's atrocious i'll tell you what there is also a culture in this town of ratting people out dobbing people in you only have to listen to some of our propaganda announcer uh, sorry apis yes and yes. it says you know if you see someone doing this call this number money 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 yeah. so for particularly the ri- if it's your mum or dad for the right yeah exactly <laughs> for the right coin yeah i bet you some mouths well, opened you know try a Triad boys understand that, that there's an incentive and there's a disincentive. Ka-ching. The disincentive could well be your legs. Yeah. Um, the incentive could well be, as you say, a, a, a bit of money coming out the till. Well, I'll tell you what, Ming Bao offered shed loads of money. I wonder if Three that million. had... I know. I wonder if that had much of an impact. I, I mean, think no. You don't think, think so? No, no, because I, I, I now... Ca- that's hard cash, No, no, Steve. no, no. I now think that this is all, this is all a stitch-up, that they'd already decided who to offer up. And... Uh, it, it, the, the, I mean, it, it's very rare that things are quite this blatant. I mean, I wouldn't be so convinced that this was a stitch-up unless at the very beginning of the process, the moment they've got caught, the head of police already announces nothing to do with journalism. We can, we can, we can rule that out. Is it his place to say that most? as well? Well, of course. I mean, that's just... That's, is it? that's an entirely valid question. I, I think the answer to that is very clear, and it's not yes. So, do you, um, do you think when they lifted Reginald Christie, the Chief Constable of England said, "Well, it was nothing to do with his impending divorce"? Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, this is just staggering. It really is at any level. This is why I think this whole thing is a setup. I don't think the money from Ming Bao's made any difference one way or another. Um, anyway, they won't need to pay it because um, uh, there was nobody who came forward to them to give the information leading to this arrest yeah um so no this looks to me like a a classic example of the very worst form of um how can i put it of political assassin it's not assassination because fortunately kevin is alive even though the bbc declared him to be dead yesterday they they did on a broadcast on a bulletin which i thought was a bit of a slip um fortunately he's alive he's very seriously injured 
He was the editor of Ming Bao. He was involved in leading investigations that were extremely, caused extreme embarrassment to members of the Chinese leadership. And if you think all of this is a coincidence, you most certainly believe that pigs fly. Yeah, well, Steve, you've covered lots of cases like this, both internationally and locally over the years. There's always got to be an incentive to rat out. I mean an incentive, I don't mean a reward. Well, or, or there's got to be an incentive to, to keep quiet. I mean, my, my very strong assumption is these guys get paid once to do the crime and get paid twice to keep their mouths shut and their families get locked after while they do their t- looked after rather while they do their time i mean you you ask policemen how this works and they'll tell you that's how tried societies operate they do also pay for silence as well as for talking yeah but it's not only the silence as i say i mean if they do talk do you really think that the blokes with choppers are not going to use them against either them or members of their family. Well, that's what I'm saying. But yes. I, th- I think I meant a knock-on effect, not yes. an incentive. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. that's a very... Well, it is an incentive to keep quiet if you think you're going to lose your legs. Lose your legs. I think, you know, I, I think that would focus my mind, probably not yours, but it focuses my mind on these things. Right. Well, what else have we got this week? Well, um... One-way tickets to Beijing. One-way tickets to... No, one-way tickets to Shanghai. Yeah, for Lo and Kwok Hong and his mates. Yes, yes. There's a very good cartoon as ever by Harry in the Post. Have another house point. Where where he says... uh, Where where he's got Lo and Chung Ying saying, oh, um, oh, I see, Chief Executive, you're sending 70 legislators to to, to Shanghai. And uh, uh, our mate Cecil says... Cyril, rather, says... uh, yeah, but I'm not saying how many are coming back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely it's, fantastic. It's, it's right on the money. I mean, it's interesting. It is interesting that um, um, this seems to be mainly the work of the president of LegCo, Jan Nook Singh, that they are inviting all of the legislators to this. Like, but, really all, not being reinterpreted well, no, no, as some... 70, you know, but, the, you know, the devil is always in the detail. What are they going to... I mean, Hong Kong, one, ruling Hong Kong. First of all, why on earth are they going to Shanghai? Shanghai it's isn't... nice. Where, oh, it's nice. Mm, OK. <laughs> That's a good reason. I mean, Shanghai isn't where the decisions about Hong Kong are being made. Well, you've just answered your own yeah, question. That, there's that. I mean, if all they're going to do is be taken on a sightseeing tour of Shanghai, you've got legislators saying, well, I don't particularly want to do that you know i'm i'm here to to do a job of work i want to go there and have discussions about hong kong's political future so they're in the wrong city to do that i think anything that breaks the ice is good i have to say that on the one hand but you know let's see what this offer yes. really is <clears throat> yeah you what? know it's like um you know i'm going to buy you all a new car i've got a say it doesn't have its MOT and it hasn't got wheels and uh, you will need to spend you know $10,000 on the paintwork but it you know you've all, you're all getting a car tough call for some of them this I mean put yourself in the shoes of Emily for instance <coughs> should she stomp her feet and say no way I'm not playing well, she, their silly game or should she say all right let's just see well in theory my inclination she's already said that she, she's inclined not to go yeah tough but, one but but I think it is a tough one. I mean, my inclination would always to be in these things is always test it. If if it is a you know a gesture to break the ice, you ought to. I think you ought to respond and say, well, yeah, I'm ready to do it. Yeah, but wouldn't if it's if it's the real deal. But won't the comrades' opinion be, oh, we've got them now? Well, it might be. It might well be. Yes. 
But I, I still think that, that, you know, your initial response should always be to these things, to say, well, let's find out really what the offer is. You know, it's, it, it's, it's buy one, get one free, even if the other one's a rubber duck. You, mm. know, you might not want the rubber duck. Absolutely not. I mean, what do you do? Uh, well, if it was, I mean, if it was, if it was really little more than a sightseeing trip to, to, to Shanghai, I think I'd say, you know, I've got, if I was a legislator in the highly unlikely event, I have to say, I was a legislator, I'd probably say, no, I've got, I've got a job work to do. A here. sightseeing trip like uh, that one uh, that Cathay uh, bunged them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, yeah, well, that, I think that was a slightly better one. That was to France. <laughs> um, I think I'd say, actually, I've got a job work to do. I think I'll do my work. And you boys, you go and see the theme park in Shanghai and have your big meals and your banquets and your lectures. Um, you know, if, if, on the other hand, you want me to come up there and have a serious discussion about the future of Hong Kong, of course, I'm ready to go. All right, then, a couple more things before we take our little break. Comments the other day. Here it comes again, Article 23. Well, the timing is yeah, just stupendous. You, 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 you've just, you've just um, lobbed a rather big bomb into that. I mean, this is a big topic, but, but I mean, there's two things um, that, that are now becoming clear. Number one is that, that the nomination process is going to get tighter and tighter. In other words, there isn't the smallest hope of having a genuine opportunity yeah. for um, members of the public to to uh, nominate their candidates. But now, now they're talking of even tighter restrictions on who can be nominated by raising the threshold. If you remember, under the existing rotten system, it has proved possible at least to secure a nomination yeah. for a pro-democracy candidate because the threshold is, is, is relatively modest among the very small 1,200 uh, number of people who are allowed to take part in the election committee. So uh, what they're now talking about is having the, that threshold raised so that even if, by some miracle, these goons on the election committee were inclined to... Uh, nominate a really popular pro-democracy candidate, they would never never pass the new threshold. So increasingly we see, and we did talk about this last year when this whole business began, we increasingly see this panning out exactly as planned. You start out with saying, ah, uh, we're going to elections. Your second stage is to say, well, when I say elections, I don't mean that. And the third... In with Steve Vines. Let's turn the page. This TV debacle seems to be going on and on and on. The thing that strikes me is when you get involved in a big argument about a certain technology, the longer you argue about it, the more the technology goes out in favour of something else. Well, I, I mean, what we're talking about, of course, is this... Uh, new row remember there's been previous ones but the new row over hong kong television in which the communications authority has suddenly discovered that that they will be in breach of license if they use this particular form of broadcasting method as opposed to the form of broadcasting method that was used by china mobile from whom they bought the license right. now I know. I, I see a furrowed brow. I think anybody is likely to have a furrowed brow with this. Now, what they're, what they're basically saying, and this is where you know that none of this is as stated, what they're basically saying is that if, and I'm not going into all the um, letter alphabet nonsense, if they use this form of transmission for broadcasting HKTV, this is Ricky Wong does, um, 
it's likely to reach more than 5,000 people. Uh, yeah. Well done, boys. Well well spotted. Hello. There's a, there are a few problems with this. One of, one of the problems with this is that... that you can the, only get it on your Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> well, one of the problems is that, that, that the... Um, the the former technology which was used, or former, it's a current technology, but it's, it's a dying technology used by China Mobile, also reached more than 5,000 households. Oh, you bet. So uh, why wasn't that a problem and why is this a problem, number one? Number two, the, communi- the, the ordinance under which they say that, that Hong Kong television can't do what it wants to do is now so hopelessly out of date and behind the trend. I mean, you say, you know, uh, you no longer talk about one technology and another technology pops up to replace it. I mean, the fact of the matter is that we're on the verge of a situation where practically you've got an entire generation that no longer watch terrestrial television. They watch things, video clips and various other forms of of, um, uh, television on the internet which is so far beyond anything envisaged in current Hong Kong legislation as to make it more than redundant. The, the new technologies on, on ways of pumping all this stuff out make everything in the communications ordinance really um, very urgently in need of revision. And guess what? Oh, that's right. Nothing's being done about that. Yeah. Except for when it's convenient. Except for when it's convenient to do something. Now... What is really going on about Hong Kong television? I think we can almost certainly ignore all these technical arguments because it's actually not about that. And we don't get them. And we don't get them, and it's above my pay grade, so I don't want to embarrass myself by trying to explain things that I don't really understand. I kind of get some technologies are newer than others. I understand that, and I understand that as technology develops, it's easier and easier to broadcast stuff Well, I mean, great, ca- great case in point, Steve. I mean, RTHK <laughs> Radio is going on to the wax cylinder soon. Golly. We're going to be out there with the best of them. Will it, will it go but at, not in Chunk Will home. it go at 78 revolutions per minute, do that's you think? apparently the next one. They're that's, tendering that out at the moment. That and, out. And, you know, I'm that's, going to get one of those. Yeah, I yeah. think it'll be jolly good. Yeah. Anyway, back to this uh, one. But back to this one. So it's not about that. It's about politics. So you have to reel back to what happened when they did the allocation of free-to-air television licences. Right. In which the very um, surprising decision was taken to give licences yet again to the two existing um, TV broadcasters, TVB and ATV, universally admired for the quality and excellence of their programmes. Bang up job. So that was good. Everybody can say, God, how would we live if ATV didn't have a licence? Answer, as nobody watches it, who knows? Um, Then it was decided to give two more licences, one to Now TV. Well, that belongs to the son of Lee Ka-shing, so it is in the basic law that if Lee Ka-shing wants something, it should be granted, so that one was all right. And the other one to cable television who are very, very firmly in the Beijing loyalist camp. Now, the interesting thing about Ricky Wong is he's not some he's, wild Democrat. <laughs> he was actually trying to launch a essentially entertainment station. I don't think for one moment he thought that um, um, HKTV was going to drive a uh, 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 cart and horses through the Chinese Communist Party. But his main offence was, and this is where you see the way the Communist Party operates when it looks at what they regard as sensitive issues. Because, of course, to them, television is only seen through the spectrum of propaganda. In fact, in China, it's run by the propaganda department. 
So when they're looking, you know, when when the boys from Hong Kong exercising their full autonomy, um, go well, up, semi, up north, semi full autonomy, well, go up north for instructions as of last week. <laughs> yeah, as of last week. Yes, go up north for instructions. They are told stick with what you've got because that's all right. Doesn't bother us. You can indeed give out new licenses, but make sure they only go to people who are on the safe list. I don't think Ricky Wong was on the unsafe list. But he was just something different. And, and, you know, dictatorships don't like something different. They are phenomenally conservative, phenomenally cautious, as I say, particularly in the areas of propaganda, a.k.a. television. Then you have the enormous outcry that followed the refusal to give Hong Kong television a licence. And, of course, Democrats were heavily involved in that outcry. And the boys in Beijing and our city said, told you, told you we were right we shouldn't have given a license to that ricky wong he's in bed with the democrats the whole thing is far too dangerous thank god thank god we've we got it right out. Yeah. we got it right then i mean this story it, it, it would be hard to make up because it doesn't sound right, doing right then the then a state corporation china mobile sells a license to ricky wong a state corporation let's not forget that and it is assumed because um, China is not, you know, the smoothly operating, um, entirely functional country that it believes that it is. That you know, um, that if they, for one moment, thought that that license wasn't going to enable Hong Kong Television to do what it wanted to do, i.e., launch a television station, it would a never have been bought and b never have been sold. So, it's sold. You don't hear a squeak from the communications authority because the bureaucrats are sitting there looking through the fine print of the audience. Oh, hello, hello we got him on this one. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> oi Fred, Fred, come over here. Look at this. It says 5,000 people. We've got him. We've got him. We've got him. I'll, I'll, I'll send him a letter. I think that's really what's happening. Now, Ricky Wong yes, says... Yes, Minister. Yes, Minister. Um, well, I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> Um, so Ricky Wong is now saying he's got a 100% chance of win winning <laughs> illegal action. If I was him, I wouldn't be saying that. I mean, I know you, you go into, if you're going to take legal action, you obviously go in with the intention of winning. I think one of the few things that bureaucrats are good at, and goodness me, there aren't that many, is small print. I think they're very good at small print. They're very good at finding loopholes, very good at finding legalistic reasons for achieving political ends. And I would have thought they've given some thought to this. And therefore, they probably do indeed have a legal case of some kind to stop this happening. I tell you what, Steve. But it's selective application of the law, and that's what brings the law into disrepute. When all is said and done on this one, he'd better have some quality up his sleeve. Well, <laughs> there is that. You know what I mean? With this could be the Emperor's new clothes. I, I don't wish well, it to I be so, but... I don't know what, what, what programmes he's going to produce. I mean, at least, at least... He has been investing in original programming, and nobody could accuse ATV of doing that. You know, they're entirely exempt, other than launching, you know, these big shows at the Coliseum with has-been stars. I mean, other than that, and various bizarre chat shows... With, Especially with when it comes to sport, these guys. <laughs> if you want to get the sport fans up in arms, you know, get some commentary going for the World, the World Cup. It's going yeah. to be crazy. Go, go, goal! Remember that one? <laughs> that was on cable, of course, but, but yeah. that was like... The sport fans didn't like it. I, I can't think why. That's because that's they don't have no culture. No, absolutely that's not. That's their problem. They don't have no culture. But um, the rest of us are quite refined and cultural. See, there comes but a time... But seriously, I mean, the fact of the matter is that, that RTHK is committed 
to um, producing original programming. As you say, I mean, we're far from knowing what the quality of that program, programming is going to be. Not RTHK. HKTV. Did I say RTHK? <laughs> said RTHK. See, you've been indoctrinated. I, I am so committed to RTHK, it's untrue. It's, it, I, I, I live and breathe it every hour of the day. But you're quite right. I, as usual, I made a mistake. Yes, H, HKTV has invested in original programming. And um, we'll see what happens. We'll see if it ever gets to air. But, of course, you know, the, 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 the rate of development of technology, I think, actually is going to make all this irrelevant. Because... As I say, you've got a generation of kids who just, just don't look at TV sets. They get all their entertainment from the internet. And, you know, there are no spectrum issues on the internet because it's, it's um, almost by definition, it's a, big, it's a big thing with lots of capacity and you pop, pop up there what you want. Yeah. The question is, could you then plug it into a TV set? Well, yes, you can because everybody does that. Can you download what you like from the internet? Well, yes, you can because everybody does that. I mean... In fact, it, it, they're kind of having a debate about... You know, it's like having a, a debate about whether the whether steam trains should still be regulated in the way that they were um, when, you know, there's practically no steam trains in the world anymore. A lot of times we hear about advertising and the <coughs> stuff to do with printed media, blokes who owns the company pull the advertising for da-da-da-da, all that sort of stuff. But you bring up a good point. How does this affect television advertising <coughs> as we know it? The infuriating television commercial, the TVC, well, that, that day, those days must be numbered. Well, those days must be numbered. I mean, as, for example... Um, other very popular websites are finding you, you get user resistance to too intrusive advertising. So, you know, there's some websites now that, that, that in fact, invite users to click on rather than to click off. I imagine clicking on is pretty minimal. Yeah. But who knows? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I mean, all of, the, all of these issues do have to be looked at because at the end of the day, let's not forget that HKTV is a commercial organisation. Mm. As in, well, <laughs> apparently ATV is a commercial organisation, but it doesn't do anything as vulgar as make money. It just has um, squabbles among its shareholders who change seemingly by the week. Love. <laughs> 